You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into this Q&A episode of The Pregnancy Podcast. You can visit PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash Q&A to find all of the past question and answer episodes or to submit a question for a future episode. Show notes for this episode can be found at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash pups, and that is spelled P-U-P-P-S. If you want to get an awesome prenatal vitamin at a big discount, you can get 25% off a really high quality prenatal that also has DHA. This vitamin has the form of folate that I have done a pile of research on and that I have found to be ideal. Plus, it has your omega-3s and DHA. So you are knocking out two requirements in one, your prenatal vitamin and your omega-3s. I'm really excited to be able to give you a 25% off promo code. So I'll put a link to the vitamins with the promo code in the show notes. And it's also on the resources page of the website. This week, I am answering a question that was emailed to me from Kelly. Her email reads, Hello, I am 14 weeks pregnant and have already listened to all of your podcasts. I appreciate the research-based information. I have developed pups all over my belly and legs, and the itch is so intense. My doctor just prescribed oral Benadryl, but I do not want to take anything, and anyway, I feel that it will only treat the symptoms and not the cause. From what I have been able to read about, no one really knows what causes pups. I am trying probiotics and just bought some dandelion tea, but would appreciate your input on this subject, as it seems like there's no conclusive information out there. Kelly, thank you for emailing me. I am so sorry that you are having to deal with this. PUPS stands for Pruritic Urticarial Papules and Plaques of Pregnancy, or PEP in the UK, which stands for Polymorphic Eruption of Pregnancy. Really fun names for this stuff, I know. This is basically the most common skin condition in pregnancy. It's a rash that is bumpy and itchy. And it usually first appears in stretch marks on your belly. And on your belly, it's going to surround your navel. But oddly, it's not going to show up actually on your belly button. And then from your belly, it can spread to your arms, thighs, butt, and essentially your whole body. And for another reason that we don't understand, it's not going to show up on your face. Usually this is something that happens in the third trimester. Kelly, I know that you are 14 weeks, so unfortunately it sounds like you're dealing with this a little bit earlier. I get not wanting to just treat the symptoms, that you want to treat the cause. The only problem is that with pups, we don't really know why this happens, so we don't know what's causing it. The good news is that it will disappear after birth, like so many things that show up randomly during pregnancy. There are some theories as to what causes pups. Some of these are theories that your kidney and liver are being overworked. There's a theory that inflamed skin from stretching and damage to the connective tissue, and this is what causes stretch marks, causes pups. There's a theory that cells from your baby are migrating to other parts of your body and your skin is reacting to these because they're foreign. 
But all of these are theories. Like I said, unfortunately, we don't know exactly what causes it. PUPS affects about 1 in 160 pregnancies, so about 0.6% of pregnancies. It's usually first-time moms, and it's more common with multiples. Other than symptoms of the rash being uncomfortable, there's no other risk that we know of to you or your baby. And I don't mean to downplay how uncomfortable this can be. Extreme itching can affect your sleep and overall just drive you nuts. The most common treatment for pups is topical corticosteroids and oral antihistamines. And both of these are aimed to alleviate the itching. A review on the safety of topical corticosteroids in pregnancy found no association between mother's use of topical steroids on any potency and type of delivery, any birth defects, premature births, low OPGAR scores. There is some evidence that indicated a relationship between low birth weight and maternal use of potent or very potent topical steroids, especially when high doses were used in pregnancy. And they noted that this may warrant more research. But maternal use of mild or moderate topical corticosteroids was not related to low birth weight. I will link to the full review in the show notes if you want to read more on that. Kelly, the only concern you may have with using these is that you're in week 14 of your pregnancy. So even if you're using a low-dose topical corticosteroid, but over a really long period of time, like potentially for the rest of your pregnancy, I don't know if this would put your baby at any increased risk of a low birth weight. I wish that I knew the answer to that, but I'm sure as with any course of treatment that you are having conversations with your doctor and looking at all possible angles of the risks, including the length of time that you're going to be continuing any treatment. Benadryl is considered one of the safer antihistamines during pregnancy. I will put a link to a review on antihistamines in pregnancy in the show notes if you want to read a lot more on that topic. But Benadryl is classified as pregnancy category B, which means that animal studies have not shown any risks, but there are no controlled studies on pregnant women. And you know from listening to this podcast that we run into this all the time. There's just not controlled double-blind studies on pregnant women. Of course, you always want to run anything you're taking by your doctor or midwife. Kelly, in your case, I know that this was your doctor's recommendation. And some women are really comfortable taking medications during pregnancy as long as they get the go-ahead from their care provider. And other expecting moms prefer to avoid them altogether. Ultimately, this is up to you and whatever you are most comfortable with. And with any medication that you're thinking of taking, you really just need to sit down with your doctor or midwife and weigh the risks and the benefits to decide if you're comfortable taking it. What about some natural remedies? I really couldn't find any studies that evaluated the efficacy of a lot of these treatments. That's the bad news. But the good news is that you really don't have anything to lose by testing these out. And of course, if you have any questions about any other kind of natural remedy or treatment, do not hesitate to run it by your doctor or midwife. Some tips to help relieve itching can be taking a bath with oatmeal or baking soda. 
using a cold compress, sometimes that pup's rash can be hot, so a cold compress might be a little bit soothing. You can try aloe vera gel. Try and wear soft cotton clothes, soft so that it's not going to irritate your rash, and cotton is a really breathable material. This will probably be more helpful as the weather is getting warmer. Dandelion tea is often used. It sounds like you bought some of that and we're going to try it out. This tea is beneficial for your liver. So this goes along with a theory that maybe pups could be caused by your liver being overtaxed and dandelion tea is designed to kind of support that. So that could be helpful. Another tea that you might want to try is nettle leaf tea, which can act as a natural histamine. I'm going to also link to a blog post on the Mama Natural blog that has some additional natural remedies. And like I said, I don't think that you have anything to lose by trying these out. I think that's the only way that you're going to be able to find out if they are going to work for you. Kelly, thank you so much for submitting your question. I hope that you find something that gives you some relief. And when you do find that something, please let me know what is working for you. I really wish that there was more research on the treatment for pups, but I am sending you some positive thoughts and please let me know what's working for you or what's not working for you. You can see any notes and resources for this episode at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash pups. And again, that's spelled P-U-P-P-S. I hope you're enjoying the weekly Q&A episodes. And if you have a question that you would like me to answer, you can submit it at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash Q&A. 